welcome to the first episode of Bag and Baggage, where we discuss West students and their experiences with race. We're your hosts, Athena and Zyra, and today we're talking about the model minority. We'll be discussing how it started, where we see it in our world today, and how it can be harmful. Today's episode will be featuring guests Advika and Kamakshi. Now before we welcome our first guest, you might be wondering what the model minority is. To put it simply, it's the idea that Asian Americans are more successful across academic, economic, and cultural domains. The model minority is often used to argue that racism isn't all bad. Can't that mean that the myth is good? You may think that now, but after today's episode, your ideas might change. Well, okay then. Let's welcome our first guest, Advika, whose story will help us explain how the whole myth began. My name is Atika. I am a junior at Iowa City West, and I am super excited to be here today and discuss my experiences as a minority in Iowa City West or just in the United States in general. Why do you think this myth is in our society today so long after it was first created? A lot of Asian cultures have this um, like overwhelming need for competitiveness. I don't agree with it personally that like but it's something that's so deep rooted in our culture that like it's because we're immigrants in a country our parents have sacrificed so much for us to get here or their parents have sacrificed so much to get them here like no matter what generation you are you're still an immigrant right like your first second or third that's still a pretty recent immigration by someone in your family and there have been so many sacrifices made for you to get where you are so there's this like overwhelming need for you to be competitive competitive or there's this overwhelming urge for you to be successful in your life just to prove a point or just to pay your parents back for what what they've done for you and this is what like this is the reason why the model minority myth ever occurred because people from asian countries are going to excel because that is an expectation that is in our families failure is not something that's acceptable in our society like if you think about it when's the last time you went to an indian party and someone like some auntie came up to you and you were like when the auntie asked you yeah so how have you been doing you're not gonna say yeah so i've been like on tiktok the whole day or i watched this funny video a cat video like last night no you're gonna be like yeah i'm busy with my ap classes and sat prep and i'm I'm interning at like a law firm this summer and then i'm also doing like 10 billion other things with my life and then the auntie's going to be like, you know what my son does? My son does like 101 things if you do 100. Thank you, Advika. Now let's discuss how this myth began. The model minority myth began at the end of World War II and the beginning of the Cold War. While the U.S. was trying to gain more countries on their side against the Soviet Union, they started to fear that their lack of Chinese immigrants would hurt their allyship with China. So the U.S. decided to let a select group of educated Chinese immigrants into the country. They would brand them as law-abiding and peaceful citizens. The U.S. wanted to make the Chinese immigrants seem like them rather than outsiders. In doing so, the stereotype that Asian Americans were successful, hardworking, and living the American dream came to be. This is a stark contrast from only being cheap labor during the 1860s when Chinese Americans were recruited to build the transcontinental railroad. Now that we know how the myth came to be, it's time to discuss where we see it in our world today. Let's welcome Advika again, whose story will help us explain the stereotype further. Do people ever assume your parents' occupation? Yeah, that 
that's another one that's very funny. So um, most people in high school never really talk about what their parents do. So this doesn't happen as much. But like, so uh, the first week that I moved here, I didn't sit with anybody at lunch because I had no friends. Um, yeah, that's pretty sad. The way I say it now doesn't make it any better. But, you know, it was like a breakup scene from like a teenage rom-com movie where like this girl eating all alone and you expect like a cute boy to walk up to her and like offer her to sit with like to offer her to sit with his friends but nothing like that happened my life's not super dramatic <laughs> anyway so this group of girls was also in the rain sitting outside and it was just drizzling and they were like you should join us for lunch and I was like okay sure so I sat down with them and I started eating and they were like so where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from India. I just moved here. Like, I was telling them everything. And they were like, so what do your parents do? And I was like, that was the first time someone had asked me a question like that. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, uh, we're going there. And I was like, um, and then this other girl was like, Ashley, don't ask her that. Like, nobody asked people that. And then she was like, but I just want to know. And this other girl was like, oh, no, no, no. Her parents are definitely software engineers. And I was like, yeah, I'm not eating lunch with you guys again. Yeah. As you can see, it's not uncommon to see this myth in the world today. Whether it be some small comment or blatant assumption, the stereotype has stayed within our country for years. Some food for thought. Let's welcome our second guest, Kamakshi, whose experience will help explain how the myth can be harmful. My name's Kamakshi. I am a freshman. Have you had any experiences with other students or teachers where, like, you know, they assume you're good at academics because... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I remember this one time. Um, I would. I. I forgot that I had a test one day, and that was because I was up late last night studying, and um, I had kind of freaked out when I realized that I completely forgot to study for this test. So I went to the teacher and I asked them if I could take it another day. The teacher, very very surprised. They told me, um, no, just take it in. A, you, no, I'm, I'm sure it'll do fine. And while I was walking out, freaking out on the inside, another student walks in um, who's not the same race as me. Um, and they get in. And when I talk to them later on, they tell me that they got an extension for the same quiz. And I'm very surprised. So I, yeah, I have a panic attack because I don't know what to do now. So I go to my counselor. And I talked to them about it and the counselor themselves had started saying, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you're gonna do fine, you know? And by then, um, I, yeah, I actually broke down crying because I couldn't take the stress. And that's when I had finally received to take the test one day later when apparently that student got another week. These common situations can be harmful not only to Asian Americans, but those around them. As a blade from Kamakshi, students might assume one always has the right to answers just because they're Asian. This can affect other students to seek answers from the Asian student, even if they're not always right. Teachers may also assume a student is proficient and understands the material, therefore not providing help that they may need. I know this can be pretty common. When talking with my friends, I learned that they've had experiences with teachers similar to this one. It's happened to me with assumptions from all the kids that I'm smart, so I was afraid to ask questions that would seem to shatter who I was. Has this happened to you? Overall, this myth can discourage Asian Americans from pursuing what they want. They may feel trapped in a box that they can't venture out from. Now that we've heard from our guests, what are your thoughts on this? I feel like this is one of those things which is often overlooked, but is also really harmful. It's because it's so subtle 
a lot of what you encounter in the stereotype is really subtle. Like no one on the street goes up and just blatantly says you're smart you go to MIT however it happens on a daily basis all the time with other people yeah it's really subtle and just it happens so often but it's so subtle that people just don't notice it and sometimes you might not notice it yourself but then you look back and you realize what happened and the thing is statistics kind of support the stereotype Yes, I agree. The thing is, though, a lot of people aren't in the stereotype, and, well, a lot of Asians aren't in the stereotype, and it can be harmful to them because maybe they feel like they have to be, or it can be harmful to the ones that are because... Yeah, because if you're like me and you line up really, really well with the stereotype, you wonder whether or not you're helping activism or you're hurting it. Obviously, it doesn't make sense, but you still think that way. I don't think I so much, like, I don't line up as much with the stereotype. I do in some ways, but I also don't. And I feel like I've never necessarily been um, judged or shamed for not lining up with the stereotype. I don't think people necessarily care. But then I have experiences where people will think that I'm smart or something because I'm Asian to go into a certain career because I'm Asian. I nearly been 100% certain for most of my life that I go into a STEM career and I've always wondered how much of that is because I'm Asian and how much of that is because I legitimately like science. It has a lot to do with not wanting the stereotype to define you. You you just want to like be yourself without having to worry about the stereotype or worry about if you're doing something because you're Asian or if you're doing it because you actually like it. It's like it produces a higher standard for you being Asian and there's a lot of societal pressure on you to meet up with that standard while that is higher than everyone else's. Because sometimes people might expect you to be perfect and it's not necessarily that they want you to be perfect, it's more that they just think you are and you're not and you don't want to like let everybody... Yeah, that's exactly it. And so, you know you're not perfect, but you still have to pretend that you're perfect in front of everyone, which means not raising your hand, not asking questions, not asking the teacher for help. And maybe in some cases they don't want you to be perfect, but when somebody thinks you're perfect, you want to stay perfect in their eyes. And you don't want to be an outsider to like this huge Asian group of kids with perfect skills, perfect grades. Definitely. Because when you're not, when you're not like the stereotype, sometimes... People will make you feel like you're not Asian enough, but then when you are in the stereotype, they might make you feel like you're too Asian. And this is mostly, obviously, just Asian Americans, because the myth doesn't really exist in other Asian countries. It's like the culture is to succeed, but it's not some stereotype that they do succeed. I feel like the reason it's still present, it's still present today is just because of cultural reasons. Overall, I just think it's um, not talked about enough, which is why I'm glad we're doing this episode. And it's also just harmful talked about, and people need to be more aware about it so that we can find ways to fix it, or not necessarily fix it, but again, being aware will make, make people know when saying something is good or bad. Yeah, because... Most people think this is such a good stereotype or like it's an example of racism that isn't necessarily bad. But as you can see from what we've talked about and the examples shown, it's still a very harmful stereotype. Definitely. So again, just making sure that you're aware of what's going on 
and making sure that you make Asian Americans feel comfortable and not making them feel like you have this certain idea of them in your mind. That can just be helpful so that they don't feel like outsiders or feel like they're doing something wrong. through the model minority myth and explored how it's affected West students. We learned how it started, where we see it in our world today, and how it can be harmful. It's not all cherry blossoms and automatic money. It can be very harmful to people by affecting their identities and opportunities. We hope this episode helped to raise your awareness of the stereotype. Don't forget to implement your new ideas in the future. Make sure to keep listening to future episodes to learn more about race in our community. Thank you for listening to Bag and Baggage. For more tips and information, make sure to reach out to our emails in the description or follow me on Instagram at zyra.a.ahmed. We'll see you in the next episode where we'll unpack more baggage.